The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome to Fantasy Sports. Today is the final day of September as we turn the clock to October on tomorrow's show. I am Craig Mish along with Davis Maddock. We've got a lot to cover here. We've got a Thursday night football game in the NFL, college football as well. This should be a really fun weekend, a lot of fantasy implications, a huge put-up-or-shut-up week for a lot of people in their fantasy football leagues, no doubt. Uh, Also, as you just heard, uh, Ariel Epstein, farewell to Ariel. Uh, Congratulations on a great run with us here on SportsGrid. Was happy to appear on the show this morning. So, Ariel, uh, good luck to you for sure. Uh, Davis, happy Thursday to you. We're back here in action talking some fantasy football here. We've got Jaguars, Bengals tonight. I know that you're a reader. You like good books. You let, you have a lot of different hobbies. Can I sell you on watching this game tonight? I, I mean, without T. Higgins for me, Davis, it's a, just a big kick in the you-know-what. Very upset. No T tonight. You know, got to be honest, uh, I'm actually excited to watch this game. Most of the time, Jaguars Thursday night, you can count me out. Uh, You can count me as a reader. You can count me as someone doing literally anything else. But I have a lot of guys on my fantasy teams in this game, have a lot of Jamar Chase, have a lot of Tyler Boyd, have a lot of LaVisca Chenault, have a lot of DJ Shark. So uh, I will be be locked in to Jaguars Bengals tonight. Um, And look, I, I actually placed a wager on... Trevor Lawrence to win Rookie of the Year yesterday. I, I told George Kurtz on the show, 10-1, to 1, bad number. So, look, he comes out and gets a win here, 300 yards and two touchdowns. That ticket's feeling a lot better. So I am I'm locked into this game tonight. Yeah, and, and if uh, this season has proven anything, nothing is impossible in these games moving forward. So we'll see what happens tonight. We'll break the game down, take a look at uh, you know some props for tonight's game and, and basically who you should be playing in, in tonight's game in this matchup. Here are our headlines as we begin the show. Jaguars, Bengals tonight, as I mentioned, no T. Higgins for Cincinnati, so Tyler Boyd gets another start. Jaguars clearly still looking for their first win. I think they've lost 16 in a row, something like that. Hey, this was a crazy story yesterday. The Brewers have lost their uh, eighth inning guy, Devin Williams, probably for the entire postseason, partied after the game, admitted it, and just said he got upset and broke his hand. Wow, what a bad look for this player. A really good player, too. Jays are back in this thing. Marcus Simeon has uh, broken the second base home run record. He hit 44 home runs this season. This is one of the more staggering numbers for me this year, for sure. Salvador Perez also tied the Royals' single-season home run record, held by uh, Jorge Soler, and uh, unfortunately left the game early, walking down the steps. Kind of a bizarre injury. And, uh, And baseball, boy, we are headed to some madness here at the end with the Blue Jays and the Red Sox and the Yankees all fighting for two spots in that wild card. Everything else more or less settled. Braves uh, won last night. They've essentially knocked the Phillies out. They just need to win one more game and they're in. So we'll talk more baseball on the show tomorrow. No question about that. But uh, tonight's game, uh, Davis, back to this here a minute in terms of fantasy. You mentioned Trevor Lawrence, and I know that you have a lot of disdain for Urban Meyer. Do you think that Lawrence thus far, so you, you put 10 to 1 on him. You have to believe a little bit in Urban Meyer, if you are making a bet on Trevor Lawrence, and I guess for fantasy purposes too, I'm going to guess last week, especially people who have a couple of quarterbacks, uh, he probably was cut in some leagues after that performance last week. A flea flicker with him rolling out and throwing a pick. I mean, did he even run that play once at Clemson? I, I don't know. So, um, you know, wh- wh- why do you feel that way about Trevor Lawrence moving forward? So the reason why I feel that way is Zach Wilson is not going to win the award. Uh, I don't think Justin Fields is going to win the award, or at least Justin Fields is a little bit too short in the odds, given that he looked pretty bad in his first start. I mean, and maybe he comes out and plays well against the Lions, and I feel a little bit different. I I reserve my right 
to change my mind about that one. Uh, but I also, Trey Lance, I mean, when are we going to see Trey Lance, right? The 49ers are playing well. They lose the last-minute heartbreaker against the Packers, but they were, you know, if Mason Crosby misses that kick, they're 3-0. and And the 49ers, despite having subpar quarterback play, are playing well. So the thesis is basically the Jaguars find a way to win four games. Trevor Lawrence does, you know, kind of what Baker Mayfield did uh, as a rookie, right? Gets to, I think, 27. If he gets to 27 touchdowns, 3,800 yards, the Patriots miss the playoffs, right? Because Mac Jones is the favorite right now. But if the Patriots miss the playoffs, Lawrence's stats will be better than Mac Jones's. So that, and, and... I, this this award is much more likely to go to a wide receiver or a running back than MVP. Like Najee Harris could get it, Jamar Chase could get it, but a, right. a thirty eight hundred yard, twenty seven touchdown season from a rookie quarterback. And and by the way, the people voting on this award, these are the same people who've been in love with Trevor Lawrence since he was a true freshman at Clemson, and there's a little bit of that baked into it as well. So I I am um I I feel pretty good about that number. Yeah, you, you know I I think that there is a chance and listen i understand the reasoning and the logic but the guy who's playing against him who you just mentioned jamar chase like if the bengals win tonight davis and jamar chase scores twice i mean you're gonna wake up tomorrow morning and see jamar chase i think a lot closer to the favorite to win rookie of the year than maybe any of these other position players outside of quarterbacks so look i i did not think this would happen but if jamar chase scores every single week we got to start considering him. And and now with T Higgins out, I mean, there's a chance that that happens tonight. So that, that would be a name that I would be interested in uh, as far as that goes moving forward. But Najee Harris also a really good call and especially how Pittsburgh is going to roll on this season. The volume that this guy's going to get is going to be incredible. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk some dynasty league football. We haven't done much of this this season. We're going to dive in next, talk about some potential targets as you watch here on SportsGrid. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig and Davis will be back in just a couple of minutes here on this Thursday, so stay on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. Craig Mish, Davis Maddock. For those of you who are playing in dynasty leagues like myself, maybe you have some decisions to make. And a lot of these, Davis, are really interesting because uh, we have a veteran, we have a rookie, and we have an injured player. And so, you know, you could look at this from a lot of different ways. You could look at it as acquiring a player for the future. You could look at it as maybe your team is not doing well and you can jump on a player for next season. And so that's what makes playing in these leagues so much fun because you can't just look at the next week, which is what I think probably most people do playing in these 12 and 15 team leagues. So uh, let's get into it here a little bit in terms of dynasty league targets. 
Yeah, so the the first guy that we have listed here, it's a, it's a really interesting strategy wrinkle because obviously when you're playing in a dynasty league, there are always you're always trying to balance two things. You're trying to balance the current amount of points that you need and the future amount of points that your roster is going to need. And what you you always see this. I mean, guys who are over the age of thirty, or if you're running back, you know, kind of over the age of twenty five. Basically, the immediate amount of points that you are going to deliver to a lineup ends up being discounted. So, you know, Julio Jones goes very late in in a dynasty startup draft or can be acquired very cheaply, despite the fact that he scores a lot of points. And our, our first guy here today is Antonio Brown. So he missed week three due to COVID protocols. He had only one reception in the Buccaneers' second game. If Antonio Brown is on a team in your league that is kind of a middling team or maybe even a team that's looking to press the reset button, my guess is that he can be acquired very cheaply. You know, you could probably send, uh, you know, a, a running back prospect style guy, you know, a, a handcuff and maybe a, a third round rookie pick or a second round rookie pick, and you would be able to acquire Antonio Brown. Now, if your team is not very good, this is not the type of move that I would be making. But, you know, if you have Patrick Mahomes and an elite tight end, and maybe you have Dalvin Cook or Derrick Henry or Christian McCaffrey, and your wide receiver room maybe has like one stud, but, you know, you're kind of starting your Cole Beasley types as your wide receiver three or in your flex. I, I think Antonio Brown makes a ton of sense as kind of like a, a short-term lease in these type of leagues. Yeah, and look, there's no guarantee Brown is back in Tampa Bay. If he has a good year, he would certainly be worthy of another one-year deal somewhere else. And I think that that's kind of the issue, is that with the off-the-field stuff with him, I don't think any NFL team is going to give him a two-year deal. So he's always having to prove himself, I think, moving forward. And uh, maybe that ends up with somebody else next year and not Tampa Bay. We just don't know. Uh, okay, let's move on. Now, uh, the Baltimore Ravens, certainly we're going to keep an eye on Lamar Jackson this week, but here's another name that we need to keep an eye on, especially with all the drops from uh, Hollywood Brown last week, is Rashad Bateman, who was just a star in college, and it looked like the Ravens made a really strong move in the draft by taking him in the first round. He was one of those names that in the best ball season was getting a lot of love, and then, of course, he got hurt and uh, missed almost two months of on-field time. So uh, he's back at practice. I'm, I'm not really sure Davis or clear as to what his status will be for this week, but certainly you would think moving forward, they have such high hopes for him and maybe more of an indictment of the players that are still on Baltimore who continue to prove that they need help at that position. Yeah. You know, I do. I do think that probably it is um, it's, it's a huge indictment on Marquise Brown that we're this excited about Bateman. And I mean, Marquise Brown had three of the worst drops that you are ever going to see last week. I mean, he they they ended up winning the game. They got very lucky to win that game. But honestly, it, uh, it probably should not have been a win because of how bad Marquise Brown was. And I think that over that time frame, what we saw is that Marquise Brown is going to be a good complimentary wide receiver in the NFL. Obviously, he's incredible. He's very fast. But Bateman is more built to be a real wide receiver one, right? 6'2", 220 pounds, incredibly productive at the University of Minnesota. And they have done a lot to bolster up their passing game, right? So they they sign Sammy Watkins in free agency. They draft Bateman. You know, we don't have any more Des Bryant and Willie Sneed targets out there. And Lamar, by the way, 87 passing attempts through three games. That would put him on pace to be well over his career highs from other seasons. You know, Lamar in three seasons, uh, 401 passing attempts and 376. He's already almost to 100 now at this point. You know, he'll, he'll be over 100 four games through the season. You do a little bit of extrapolation there. And, I mean, Lamar might throw 500 passes this year, might throw 550 passes this year, which would be a huge departure from where he had been in the past. So I, I think that it looks like um, it's it's a very good idea to be trying to acquire Bateman right now. I Now, the ideal time to acquire Bateman would have been three weeks ago when the season's about to start and, you know, his, his dynasty owners are pulling their hair out going, you know, did I draft enough? Did I draft in another in Keel Harry? But I I'm really surprised to see him returning this early. I think it's a really good sign that he's already returned to practice. I, I don't expect him to be active this week, but I think he will probably be activated for week five. 
All right. Well, Bateman, look, should be interesting moving forward. Uh, Sammy Watkins has been like the main target right now for Lamar Jackson, and that usually doesn't last very long. All right. Denver Broncos are off to a really good start. They're 3-0 despite some of the injuries that they've had. They've lost a couple of receivers, one for the season, and then the other one is Jerry Judy. I believe he can return, if I'm not mistaken, this year here in 2021 um, after he comes off IR, maybe November, December. Not really sure where we stand there with that. But uh, Judy was a star at Alabama, no question about that. And if, if Teddy Bridgewater plays like he's playing for the rest of the season, then it looks like the Broncos at least have found their temporary answer at quarterback for the next couple of years with Teddy. But we'll see. I mean, Bridgewater has shown this in the past and also fallen down. I also uh, do not believe in the Broncos at all. And I think that this is going to go sour. But Judy was a star and, and usually star wide receivers from Alabama are pretty good. It's just that it's a little bit of a Davis of a case of out of sight, out of mind, I think, on this player right now. Definitely. And look, anytime a, uh, a wide receiver suffers an ankle injury, there is reason to be worried. What ended Michael Thomas's season last year? High ankle sprain. You know, uh, this has happened to Julio Jones. This has happened to a lot of wide receivers. Wide receivers need their ankles to be functioning. They have to run fast. They have to cut on a dime. They have to stop. They have to reverse direction. And if he was, you know, maybe a linebacker or a running back or something, maybe he could come back a little bit earlier, but he really needs to be at full health on that ankle to be the Jerry Judy that we know. And look, we only got about a, a, a half of Jerry Judy, but he pretty much looked like what we expected him to look like. Teddy Bridgewater has been much better than Drew Locke played last season. I think that, I think that the improved quarterback play is huge. And then also, look, you know, Teddy's not going to be there forever. The Bron I mean, I guess the Broncos are 3-0, so maybe they're not going to have a chance to remedy their quarterback situation in the draft. But there are always those rumors that Aaron Rodgers is trying to make his way to Denver. Um, you know, I think if Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback in Denver right now, they'd probably be the favorites for that division, as insane as that is to uh, to say. I think that the, the leagues where I would be trying to trade for Judy in right now would be leagues where my team is not any good. You know, if I have a bunch of first round picks this upcoming year, if I'm thinking that I'm going to be heading into the tank, I would definitely just be trying to, I would definitely just be trying to acquire as much Jerry Judy as possible. Cause I do think he probably is going to be a star. Yeah. And, and look, uh, there's, there's no doubt that the pedigree is there. And he came on late at the end of last year, even with Drew Locke. But the issue, of course, is that, and, and by the way, with these high ankle sprains, Davis, he, uh, Judy is eligible to return. Am I right about that or am I wrong? He is eligible to return, yeah. He's not going to be out all year. So he's eligible to return. I, I, I think he's got up to eight weeks to be returned, or then he has okay. to go on the IR for the whole year. Gotcha. Okay. So, all right. So there, there you go. A few players that you can acquire if you're playing in deeper fantasy leagues, but more importantly, dynasty fantasy leagues right now for the future. All right. Coming up next, we go back to Thursday night football, Jaguars and Bengals tonight. Uh, the marquee matchup of Thursday night football. We'll hear from Urban Meyer, the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're going to take a look at tonight's totals on Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence and ask the question as to whether or not this relationship that urban meyer has had with joe burrow could that factor in at all to some of these numbers tonight we'll have that next for you here on fancy sports sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You can follow us on social media, specifically on Twitter, two different places, at SportsGrid and at SportsGridTV. The latest news, notes, information, and, of course, picks against the spread on a lot of our shows here on our network. Follow us on Twitter, at SportsGrid, at SportsGridTV, for the very latest news, notes, and information that you need to get the winning edge. Speaking of which, all of our shows will be discussing the pick against the spread tonight between the Jacksonville Jaguars and Cincinnati Bengals. Let's take a brief look as to where things stand with this game tonight on FanDuel right now. The Bengals are minus 7.5, minus 110. Uh, Jaguars money line is plus 265. If they pull off this win somehow, you get $265 back on your $100 bet. The total is 46.5 at minus 105. Uh, oh, a little bit of juice, extra juice on this under, it looks like here, minus 115 on FanDuel. We're going to dive now into the player props for this evening's game maybe using some of that indication as a total, maybe a spread. But most importantly, is it a factor tonight that Joe Burrow, once upon a time, was recruited by Urban Meyer and actually spent a year at Ohio State University? Now, there was some other quarterback that came in. I think his name was Dwayne Haskins, who ended up being a superstar at Ohio State. Uh, Honestly, could not have played any better. Uh, and forced Joe Burrow to go to LSU. The rest is history. First pick overall in the draft, national championship at LSU. And earlier this week, the media asked about that relationship between Joe Burrow and Urban Meyer. As arguably the, one of the best mindsets I've ever seen in an athlete. His uh, toughness, you know, he was, he'll tell you he was highly recruited. He wasn't. He was, uh, <laughs> uh, he comes from an incredible family. That, you know, they're just, it's very, very close family, a football family. Um, but he's, his mindset, even even when he struggled early in his career, you know, the one thing they count on that guy is tough as nails, competitor, refused to lose at anything in the offseason. And then you started seeing this this younger body start to develop. And even he was shocked by it. I remember talking to him. And I mean, all of a sudden, I was like, whoa. When uh, Dwayne came in, he was going to play. And then uh, he broke his hand about a week before the season and was out for, that was his throwing hand, I believe, too. And he was out for quite a while, and then Dwayne came in and started doing well and then went into that rivalry game and won the game for us. And then we had open competition his uh, whatever year it was, and it was close. And uh, obviously Dwayne beat him out. Dwayne had a two for 50 touchdowns. Dwayne went. And then the second year had one of the best years in college football history. But we've stayed in touch. I've talked to him a couple times about Trevor. Um, Our relationship is fantastic. And... He's, he's, he's fantastic. And we're going to get to see that play out tonight, Davis. And, and, you know, I think that for most people, I mean, I'm going to be honest, I don't think they even thought about that, the fact that he was at Ohio State. Or Ohio I didn't. Was at Ohio State. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I found that, that, that cut and was like, oh, okay, so let me throw that at Davis and see if that makes any difference to him uh, tonight. So here you have it, Davis. Let's take a look at the props at quarterback. Can Urban Meyer, because of this, solve the Joe Burrow uh, quarterback uh problem that he has going into tonight 251 is the over under on his passing yard total over on FanDuel and as you can see here Trevor Lawrence is at 247 and a half we know you're bullish on Lawrence at this point so I know I have a feeling I know which way you're going to go here but uh do you buy it is there any narrative here to play that Urban Meyer because he knows uh, Joe Burrow's strength strengths and weaknesses can somehow use that in this game tonight you buying or selling that yeah, I mean, I think I'm selling that because I don't know if Urban Meyer is a good enough coach to use his own team's strengths and weaknesses to develop a good game plan. So I think it might be a little bit beyond him to use uh, the opposing players' strengths and weaknesses. The The thing that I'm worried about for the Bengals, for Joe Burrow, for Jamar Chase, for Tyler Boyd, is they really have just been such a low-volume offense. Uh, 27 passing attempts, 30 passing attempts, 18 passing attempts for Joe Burrow um, you know, that that just kind of leads me 
to wanting to go on the under in this game. I mean, the Bengals uh, overall are just one of the uh, the teams that have run the fewest plays in football. They've run 165 plays on offense. The Seahawks are the last in the NFL at 156. The Jaguars uh, closer to middle of the pack. They've run 184 league averages right about 200. So I, I think looking at these props, if you think that the line is anything close to accurate, I think that's going to mean a lot of Joe Mixon. I think that's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of punts. Honestly, I think we're probably going to see a lot of punts in this game from both teams, but I, I, I would kind of lean on the under for Joe Burrow's passing yard total and the over for Trevor Lawrence's um, passing total, because the Jaguars have just had, they just had to throw so much relative, you know, they've been underdogs in all these games and they just huck the ball when they are down. So I think I would lean under on Joe Burrow and over for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And, and you're right. The total is 46 and a half. And, and in general, in the NFL, that's pretty, that's like a standard total. Now, 10 years ago, that was a high one. Now the high ones in their fifties, 46 is like a standard, maybe a little bit on the lower side. I'll say that too. Uh, the lowest ones you'll see are like 43, 44. No one's going under 40 anymore. Um, but yeah, interesting to see tonight. We'll see if, if Urban Meyer, you're right, can, so- can solve somebody on the other team. Now, in terms of running back, let's take a look at the two running backs tonight. And this will help people in their season-long leagues determine if they want to play James Robinson specifically tonight, I think. It has just not been great for him. The, the, none of the game scripts have gone his way. Wow, his total, Davis, is just 52 and a half rushing yards tonight. Minus 114. Joe Mixon's is pretty much where it feels right. Like 84 and a half could go over, could go under. Uh, to me, that's a little tougher, but my gosh, like, I mean, Hyde is playing enough to, to wonder if, if, and, and I, and I know that you said this before the year anyway, that James Robinson probably was not going to be who we thought, but it was more for ETN. And then now they're throwing in Carlos Hyde. Right. So, so uh, let, let's talk about these two totals, 52 and a half on Robinson. 84 and a half on Mixon. If they run that much, wouldn't that put both over? Um, I so I do like the Mixon over. I mean, I think I think Joe Mixon gets 20 carries here. With Robinson, to me, you gotta ask yourself two questions. One, can he break off a long one? You know, if James Robinson gets a 30-yard rush at any point in this game, he, he's probably going over, right? Because he'll get I mean, even if they lose this game, even in a blowout, he still probably gets, I, I would guess, at least 10 rushes. You know, he can average three yards per carry and get over that. Mixon, I mean, Mixon, uh, he he is close to leading the NFL in percentage of his team's touches overall. He has 29 rushes, 20 rushes, and 18 rushes, 29 rushes in the win against Minnesota. That was the overtime game, so kind of inflates those numbers a little bit. 18 rushes in the win against Pittsburgh. He's not been very involved as a, as a receiver. You know, they really are just handing the ball off to him. But I, I think that, you know, the, the Joe Mixon people in fantasy who have been saying for five years that this is going to be the year – it does actually look like it's going to be the year for Joe Mixon, provided that Joe Burrow is able to stay healthy because they're they're not playing. You know, there's no Giovanni Bernard. They're not really playing Samaj P. Ryan or Chris Evans on third downs. It really just is Mixon. I would probably lean just like no bet on James Robinson because this is what you don't want. You don't want him to be at 48 rushing yards and then to see them handing the ball off to Carlos Hyde because then you're just miserable, right? And uh, I just I don't have a strong lean on that one either way, but I do think the over for Mixon does look pretty appealing. There aren't many scenarios for people who drafted James Robinson to sit him tonight, though. Is Are there, Davis? Because I, I went through this, uh, I believe the day that you were not uh, here with George, where I, I looked at like the, the fan, we looked at the fantasy surprises and disappointments and the run. I mean, you mentioned tight end, the running backs, my gosh, like you, I mean, are, is there anyone outside of the top three? And I'm not talking about the drafted top three, the statistical top three, it's like a wasteland. So, I mean, Robinson at the doesn't he have to be RB two for somebody tonight? How how could you not play him? I don't think you have a choice if you took him. Yeah, I mean, I don't really imagine if you drafted, you know, assuming that your draft was a, a normal person's draft time, and you drafted after Travis Etienne had been injured and James Robinson was like a third round pick. I just don't. You would have had to have gotten very lucky. You know, maybe if you started your draft. Derrick Henry, James Robinson, Chase Edmonds. Yeah, you took Chase Edmonds in like the seventh or eighth round or something. Then, sure, yeah, sit sit James Robinson for Chase Edmonds this week. But, you know, Tony Pollard, like, you know, ninth round would would start James Robinson over him. You know, A.J. Dillon not looking like he's going to happen. We just lost James White this week. Don't think I'd start. Maybe maybe Naheem Hines. What do you you think about that? Naheem Hines 
versus James Robinson. That one, good. honestly, it really might be close. Yeah. Yeah, and the Colts seem to be like I mean at this point giving up on throwing it feels like and they're and they're committed more uh you know toward running back for sure. Any anything stand out as far as receivers tonight Davis? I know we'll, we'll do some in the underdog segment coming up. But you know, it was funny when when T Higgins got hurt, I was talking to Howard Bender and I'm like, "Oh, they have no other receiver." He reminded me about Boyd. And Boyd, you know what? When Boyd plays and he gets the targets, he ends up with like four catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown. It's like I, I always forget about that guy. He's actually pretty good. Yeah, you know, depending on uh, depending on what stuff is listed at, I think the over on Lavisca Chenault receptions, not not over on not over on yards, but the over on Lavisca Chenault receptions, because okay. his average depth of target is like four point two yards down the field. DJ Shark and Marvin Jones are both over nine. So like Chenault, like, look, I love LaVisca Chenault looking like I'm wrong about that, looking like he does not have a very productive role in this offense, but he is being targeted a lot and he's being targeted very close to the line of scrimmage. So those plays turn into receptions like over LaVisca Chenault, five receptions or five and a half receptions. Uh, If you could find a good number on that, I think I'd be comfortable taking those. All right, game tonight. We'll preview more of it coming up a little bit later in the show. Uh, also, a couple quick notes from the NFL. No practice today for Rob Gronkowski. No practice today for Giovanni Bernard. Both will be questionable to play, uh, at least according to these reports I'm reading. It looks like Gronk more likely, maybe, uh, than Bernard. And also a no practice today, but could be just a rest day. We don't know for Antonio Gibson. So I'm going to wait on that before I cut Jared Patterson. I almost cut Jared Patterson today. Wow, that was close. Got to just make sure that Gibson is okay this week. All right, uh, buy low, sell high in fantasy football. Guys, we're a month into the season. It is time to reevaluate where you stand and maybe buy some players who aren't off to a good start and sell high on a couple too. we have that for you next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Just a quick note from the NFL where a former first round pick in fantasy football, I'm going to guess for probably like two, three years, uh, retired today. LaShawn McCoy, former great for the Philadelphia Eagles and also pretty productive for the Buffalo Bills as well. Davis ends up calling it a career. Uh, you know, the Eagles had that that groove going there for, for a few years with running back for about uh, five, six years with... Uh, Brian Westbrook, if you remember him, and then LaShawn McCoy, and then everyone thought Miles Sanders was was going to be in that uh, category of those two. That has not been the case for sure for Sanders, but uh, McCoy, especially in the PPR format, was just uh, you know a bona fide star in in fantasy football for I don't know two three years. It feels like. Yeah, he was. But let me tell you, 
no great running back ever made me more annoyed to watch than LaShawn McCoy. And I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. Guy held the football away from his body yeah. like a loaf mm-hmm. of bread or something. And and so he was a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I guess technically he was on the Buccaneers last year, but he was on the Chiefs and he ruined, he ruined my Damian Williams season. So I've, you know, of course I was all in on Damian Williams in 2019 after the, the playoff heroics in 2018. And Damian was shaping up to have this great year. Damian crushes in the playoffs, right? Scores two touchdowns in the Super Bowl. Everyone knows this. I will never forgive LaShawn McCoy for one, holding the football in a way that just made me so miserable to watch, like especially when he was on the team that I was rooting for and for ruining that Damian Williams season. I was I just really, really, I hated it. All right, but he was a pretty good player, so <laughs> we'll say was, No, and you, you, by the way, you, you shortchanged him. He was better. He was very good for like eight years. Like he was like a, a, a very good running back in fantasy for a long, long time, including, and he led the NFL in rushing one year too. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think he was pretty good with Buffalo, not as good as he was with Philadelphia, but I remember when he got shipped off there, I think he didn't want to go if I'm not mistaken initially, and then was still pretty good there. Uh, well, congratulations on the retirement at the age of 33, by the way, for a running back. Crazy. All right, buy low, sell high. That's the key in fantasy. You got some players in your league that you want to attack. Uh, We're going to talk about some buy low candidates here. So let me roll them off here. We'll show you a pretty graphic, and then we'll have Davis get into it. DeAndre Hopkins has certainly not seen as many targets to start the season. We would have thought Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk, A.J. Green very heavily involved the offense. Uh, Robert Woods, this is an interesting one uh, because, yeah, I mean, he basically has been a non-factor now through three weeks. Elijah Mitchell. Uh, looks like he could be back this week and Trey Sermon got a little playing time last week and Amari Cooper we know has a little bit of a fractured rib a strange outcome I thought last week for Dallas just a lot of targets for Schultz and and not really for a lot of the others but they were up so big in that game it was kind of hard to determine what their plan was so Hopkins Woods Mitchell and Cooper Davis let's dive in here so the Hopkins one, I, I could honestly see him being a buy low guy or I could see him being a sell low guy, right? Because DeAndre Hopkins in his career, he has very infrequently played with other good wide receivers. You know, there was time in Houston where he was playing with Will Fuller, but Will Fuller has never played more than 11 games in a season. And Hopkins and Fuller would occasionally have overlapping good games. But I mean, look at the guys who were playing wide receiver for Arizona last year. So Christian Kirk plays, but he was banged up. And, you you know, Christian Kirk is like kind of whatever. Larry Fitzgerald, Dan Arnold, Andy Isabella, like not great wide receivers. So they add Rondale Moore. He looks very good. Um, A different type of wide receiver, but it also means that Hopkins is not playing in the slot anymore. Hopkins is only an outside wide receiver now because Rondale Moore and Christian Kirk are playing those slot snaps. And you and I both, we both did not think A.J. Green was going to make the team. I mean, we thought he was dunner than done. He hadn't had – I looked this up the other day on a podcast. He had not had a 100-yard game before last week since 2018. It had been it had been three years since he'd had a 100-yard game. Somehow, 100-yard game last week, and certainly partially it's on Kyler. But what I think is that Hopkins is much better than A.J. Green – He was playing a little bit banged up last week, and he got banged up in that Minnesota Vikings game. I think he's going to be all right. So I do think he is. um, I do think he's actually a great buy low guy. The other, probably the best buy low on this list, though, it's got to be Robert Woods because I just, I do not buy that Cooper Cup is going to basically be Calvin Johnson now. And I mean, if you look in years past, the target shares between the two guys. 129 targets for Woods last year, 124 for Cup the year before in 2009 or 2019, 139 for Robert Woods, 134 for Cooper Cup. You go back and look at 2018, 130 for Robert Woods, 117 for Brandon Cooks, 55 for Cooper Cup. Like, do we do we really think, Craig, that Cup is going to double Robert Woods up in targets for the rest of the season? I I vote I vote no on that. Yeah, I, I definitely vote no. I just don't know why Woods isn't involved at all. Like, he's just like, and, and the thing that we're, the, I'll tell you, it's not that I disagree with you. The thing that worries me is that it's a different quarterback. 
and and just sometimes when that happens, right. it, it's that combination that doesn't ever go back. Uh, I've had Woods through the years, fantastic in PPR formats. I mean, where I mean, have they been handing him the ball off? They used to do that too with those little jet sweeps. They don't, I haven't seen that either, but. Um, yeah, I mean, you have to be disappointed, but if 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 there's a buy low opportunity on him, it is now. I mean, you're not going to get this, especially going against Arizona. I think this week that's going to be a high scoring game. All right, so Elijah Mitchell is expected back, so I I think I, I understand the thought process there. What's the thought process on Cooper though? I mean, a broken rib, are you no concern there at all? Uh, no, I'm I'm not worried about him because he all, his snaps and his routes were fine last week. He just did not he just did not get targeted a bunch. And the Cowboys have just gone really run heavy in their last two games. You know, Dak has thrown under 30 passing attempts in each of their last two games. I don't think that will be their primary mode of offense for most of the season. Now, it it might they might go through a little fallow period here because they play the Panthers at home, big favorites. They play the Giants big favorites at home and then they play at new england they'll be at least four point favorites at new england so maybe this will be a little bit of a period where uh you know the the passing volume will go down but then after that vikings broncos falcons chiefs they get to play the saints they play the cardinals in the championship week week 17 i think that uh cooper will be fine lamb will be fine i i, I think that if you can acquire cowboys right now for prices cheaper than draft day I would definitely be willing to do that. All right, so let's take a look now at some sell-high candidates. And, of course, the first one breaks my heart. And and I'll tell you, I don't agree. I'm going to explain why on this one. And maybe you can make a case. But Melvin Gordon, who I never have on my teams, and I have on a very important team this year. Cooper Cup, we kind of illustrated. And um, Travis Kelsey, 32 years old, obviously we just, you know, at some point you don't bet on the old guy and it usually works unless it's Brady. So this does make some sense. I'll dive into those in a minute, but let's talk about Melvin Gordon here. Davis, he's an RB1 right now. He's the top 10 guy in fantasy. Um, And I agree with the sentiment, but here's the thing. You're selling high on Melvin Gordon. Put yourself in my shoes. He's my RB2. What am I getting? What what am I selling Melvin Gordon? Give me players that I should be buying to sell Melvin Gordon, and I'll go along with it, because otherwise I can't do it. He's my RB2. So what if you offered Melvin Gordon to a running back needy team and you got your guy Debo Samuel back? Which which side of that would you I already like? have him. But no, I need a running back. I need to replace Melvin Gordon. And my options, let's just say, are right now Ronald Jones. Carlos Hyde, Philip Lindsay. Like, are those, w- would you just say, yeah, go ahead and make the move for whatever you could get, and you'll get more production from one of those? Because I don't feel comfortable starting those players now, and I don't want to lose this week because of that. I guess that's just kind of my thing is that I, I can't, I don't have a replaceable player. So, is there a swap with some upside? And by the way, it, it, to me, it is not Javante Williams right now. I can't, I mean, I, I don't know that he's going to play this week. I'm a little worried. I mean, that was. I mean, I saw him walking to the sideline, and I think one of the coaches was yelling or something. I'm a little bit worried about Javante Williams. Not for the end of the season, but for now. I still want to win now. So who's that guy? Who who, can, who will take Gordon from me and give me back somebody to start? Well, I mean, I, I in general, don't do the running back for running back trades, right? Like, uh, Or even a wide receiver for a wide receiver trade or a tight end for a tight end. Like, it just the, those values don't line up very often. Like, it would be weird if that was the trade that made sense for your team, right? Because probably when you're looking to trade, you're trying to bolster up a position. What I would tell you is that a good percentage of the time, the way that this season plays out is Melvin Gordon slows down, which he always does. I mean, Melvin Gordon, like it's year seven for him in the NFL. He's had one year with a yards per carry above four and a half. It was last season. Uh, and and then, of course, that crazy touchdown season that he had in 2018. He, he's just not very efficient. I also think, you know, the Broncos have played this super easy schedule thus far. They're about to play, a, they're about to play the Ravens, who are good. Uh, they're about to play the Steelers, who are bad, but have a good defense. And then they'll probably, nah, they're not going to be a dog against the Raiders. But I mean, if the Raiders are five and one, I don't think they will be, but I guess they could be when uh, when we get to when we get to week six. So my my thought is basically, 
The team spends the pick on Javante Williams. We all knew what was going to happen. Where Everyone in the world knew Melvin Gordon was going to start the year and he was going to look pretty good because they had this schedule and the veterans always are going to get the deference over the rookie player. Especially, I think Melvin Gordon makes $8 million a year. But I feel very confident come fantasy football playoff time when the Broncos, uh, they end the season playing the Lions, Bengals, Raiders, and Chargers. I feel very confident that Melvin Gordon will either be injured or the complimentary back to Javante Williams. I, I think that is very likely to be the outcome. And by the way, people forget this. Early on last season, before Philip Lindsay got hurt, Melvin Gordon was actually in the back end of the slit in timeshare, but Philip Lindsay got hurt really early and they never went back to him. But it, it, like Melvin Gordon is a good player, but he's not so good that if Javante is as good as we think he is, that they're going to stick with him. Yeah, and look, I, I don't disagree with any of that. I mean, when I hit that draft button, it was like, this is a defeatist. I was like, oh my gosh, like, all right, like, I guess this is what I got to do. And I got to hang in there for a few weeks and then I'll find someone after five weeks that I'll pick up and, and that guy will end up starting for me, but I'm not there. <laughs> I'm not there. I don't, I, I, if I traded him and didn't get back a starting running back, I'm starting Carlos Hyde Davis. I'm starting Lindsay, you know, like that's what I got. I, I mean, I, I just don't have, I have Pat Jared Patterson, you know, I'm waiting to see if something would happen there. So maybe it's just maybe my blind spot was not taking some other player, Michael Carter, I don't know, like Ty Johnson later on. But I just I don't feel like anyone has emerged thus far off the waiver wire that that has produced that. So I agree with the sentiment. I just can't pull the trigger yet, I guess. And, and it'll cost me maybe in the end. Maybe I'll have no running back whatsoever. I mean, this is a team, by the way, that I have. It's three and oh with Melvin Gordon starting. And he's been one of the reasons why, but I am not foolish in thinking that come playoff time, I'll be able to use him. I just hope I can figure it out beforehand. Um, real quick, uh, Kelsey, I'm surprised you just listed him here. 30 seconds. Why on Kelsey? Uh, 32 year old tight end, right? I I've seen this happen before. I would not do it. I would not trade Travis Kelsey away, but just at equilibrium and you could get anything for him. You could get, you could get Christian McCaffrey right now. If you traded Travis Kelsey away. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, let's take a quick break here on the show. Uh, when we come back, more fantasy sports talk updates from around the league in terms of who's in and who's out in practices. We got Chris with the update at the top of the hour. We'll also have our headlines here on the show. So stay on the grid. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back, Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, Davis Maddock here with you on the show. Christian McCaffrey of the Carolina Panthers 
unfortunately injured one week ago today. But the good news for the Panthers is that they have not placed McCaffrey on the IR, or at least as of yet. Our resident injury expert, Dr. David Chow, discussed why McCaffrey has not been placed on the IR and what we could potentially see from him over the next few weeks. Christian McCaffrey is slated to miss three weeks, but he does avoid injured reserve. How does that make sense? This is Dr. David Chow, Pro Football Doc. We said all along it's hard to judge hamstring injuries by video, but we thought CMC would be lucky to avoid injured reserve because this is a multi-week injury. Indeed, he is avoiding injured reserve, which is good news. But he's slated to miss three weeks by the reports. Why? Well, he's their star key guy. If he can make it back one week sooner, it's worth it to carry him on the roster. The Panthers may not need the extra roster spot. If you're the 53rd guy on the team, you probably get put on injured reserve and come back after the mandatory three weeks sit out. But this is Christian McCaffrey. If they can get him back one week sooner, it's that much more valuable to the Panthers. Thus, they're gonna take that chance. The good news is it shouldn't be much beyond the three weeks. So he still will return for a bulk of this season. For continuous details, field view, and six scores as we go along, go to profootballdoc.com. Davis, are you using uh, Chuba Hubbard? Or I, I could not pull the trigger on Royce Freeman. I just I, I couldn't pick him up. I stared at him. I looked at him, and then I just didn't click. Uh, are you are you using any of the Carolina running backs anywhere this week? Season long, I know anywhere. Any 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 of these guys? Yeah, if I if I any team where I have Hubbard where I had him stashed, he's starting this week. Because I mean, you know, you know my running back rooms. They're held together by paper clips, so Hubbard's in there. <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick break. Top of the hour, Chris has the update, and then Davis and I will be right back. What's the latest with the Bears' quarterbacking situation? Yes, it's ugly, but still talk about it. We'll be right back. Right after. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.